0: You're listening to today's inspirational message on Holy Week with Bryce Vaught. Christians throughout history have known and believed that we have a great enemy in our life. This enemy will seek to lead us into temptation. This enemy will uh, wreak havoc in our life. This enemy is to be uh, waged war with on a daily basis. And in this instance, I'm not referring to Satan, uh, although he is a great enemy that we need to be aware of and to wage war with. But in this instance, I'm talking about our flesh. Um, we we come to the night before Jesus' crucifixion and we all know the story about how after the Last Supper, Jesus leads his disciples uh, into the garden and he, he calls upon the inner three. You have uh, James and John and Peter, and he asks them to pray with him. You know, he's in a lot of despair and he goes off and prays. And when he comes back to his trusted disciples, he finds that they are sleeping. And he makes this statement. He says, Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. As I said before, our enemy is the flesh. In fact, I would say one of the greatest things that we need to be aware of in terms of spiritual warfare is. One, we need to be aware of the schemes of Satan, but we need to be aware of the weakness and desires of our own flesh. I think the flesh is something that we as Christians, we we know that we might hear that term, but we don't really know what that means. And the best way that I, I know to describe it is the flesh is the seat of selfish desires. That the flesh is something that exists in our life Uh, from the moment that we're conceived and uh, continues with us even after we become a Christian, that we have to carry this flesh with us until we pass or until the day that Jesus comes back. And this flesh is only interested in a couple things, self-preservation and self-exaltation. And we see that as a great example in the life of the disciples the night before Jesus' crucifixion. Jesus calls on them to pray for him, to intercede for him, to pray one hour, but they fall asleep. Jesus tells them that their flesh is weak. When the armed guards come to arrest Jesus, uh, Peter, in the flesh, decides to fight. And he draws his sword and tries to cut off the ear of one of the soldiers. Then the disciples, in their flesh, flee and run away. Jesus, on the other hand, resists the flesh. Instead of falling asleep, he prays. Instead of fighting God's will for him, he submits to the armed guards, goes to the trial, endures the flogging and goes to the cross and dies. And we have to wonder how can we be more like Jesus? And the reality is that on our own, we can't. That's why Paul in Galatians, uh, I believe it's in Galatians chapter five, he exhorts the church to walk by the Spirit and not the flesh. That the only way that we can overcome the desires, the, the selfishness, the self-preservation, self-exaltation that that the flesh wants, is to walk by the Spirit, and. At this point, I want to go back to some teaching that Jesus gave us in John. He promised the night before his crucifixion that he would send another helper, another of the same kind. He would send the Holy Spirit who would be so intimate in our life that he would be said to be in us, indwelling, that he would overcome the flesh. Prior to Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, the Spirit had not come in this way because Jesus had not been glorified. That the hope that we have to overcome the flesh is the work of the Spirit. And as the Spirit comes in our life, as we participate in even spiritual disciplines, what we're doing is we're dragging our flesh into the presence of the Spirit so that the Spirit can wage war against the flesh On our behalf. That's the power of prayer in our life as believers today. It's not that prayer makes us great, it's that prayer brings us to a place where the Spirit can minimize the flesh and make us more like Jesus. And so, in light of what Jesus has accomplished on Holy Week, our prayer is that God, by the Spirit, would minimize our flesh and its strong desires in our life. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us here today. Dr. Kurt Bjorklund will return next week as he continues his study on the Proverbs. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.